Sneaker Love, a podcast paying tribute to our mutual love of sneakers. The game may be flawed, but the love and culture will always be pure. And now, your host with Sneaker Love, Matty Ice. Happy New Year, Sneaker Fam, and welcome back, or welcome to the first video iteration of Sneaker Love with Matty Ice. For those of you who've been with me since the beginning, you probably remember what the YouTube channel was like. You probably remember the Matty Ice that came to you in 2020 and early in 2021 talking about replica sneakers, talking about free pairs, all that good stuff. As you know, I've kind of gotten away from that a little bit. As you know, I've wanted to do something a little bit more authentic to myself. And I spent the last couple of months in 2021 trying to figure that out. And I came out with Sneaker Love. Originally, I wanted it to be a podcast and a video channel. I didn't really know how to do that. I didn't really know if I wanted to get back into the video game. There's so many great reviewers out there. There are so many great people who know so much more than I do about sneakers. And yet somehow over the last, I don't even know, it was what, July, I think when they took away my sneaker channel, something like that. If you want to know, follow me on Instagram and that's at Maddie Sneakers and you can find that in the description of the YouTube video and also in the podcast description, depending on wherever it is you are listening. And I first want to say that I thank every single one of you who has watched my videos before, listened to the podcast, and is still following Matty Ice, thinking that perhaps I still have the knowledge as it relates to sneakers. I just want to say this. I love sneakers. 2021 was a great year for sneakers. If you listened to last episode, you heard me talk about what I felt were the sneakers of the year. And there's a lot of them to look forward to, to be honest with you, in 2022. And that's what this one is about. I don't know how many of you felt the same way, but the Ama Manier 3, to me, was the best release of last year. There were a lot of great releases to be had. Just was my personal preference. I've talked to some people on Twitter. I've talked to some people offline. And a lot of people agree with me. Some people don't. It is what it is. It's your personal preference. That's one of the things that makes sneakers so great to me anyway, is the fact that there is something for everybody. So I wanted to take the first week in 2022 and kind of look to what we know now as to what we can look forward to in 2022. When I was looking through the, the archives, I guess, I was looking through what we know, because as you all know, there's a lot of releases that come out later in the year that we find out about as the year progresses, as the year goes on. And then there's some that we already know about. There's some that are already hyped. And I'm going to kind of focus on those. And one of the things that I took away from this year coming up, 2022, it's not coming up, we're actually in it now. One of the things that I took away is that the Jordan 4 is going to have its moment, but it's not necessarily going to be the focal point of the releases that come out in 2022. And the reason being is because there is another Jordan silhouette that is probably going to take over the hype machine this year, and that's the Jordan 2. Either way, there's a lot of things to look forward to that we already know about, and I'm just going to share with you some of the ones that I personally am really, really excited for. So Jordan 1's. Perhaps I've made this controversial take before. I think I did it in the Travis Scott review that I did of a pair that I have downstairs. And I think I said that the Jordan 4 is my favorite Jordan silhouette, not the Jordan 1. Many, many people would disagree. Many, many people. I don't know if it's new sneakerheads. I don't know if it's old sneakerheads or whatever it is. But the Jordan 1, to me, seems to be king in this land of sneakers. Everybody wants every Jordan 1 that comes out except for mids, of course, and no hate if you like mids. I tried mids. They just sit weird for me, but no hate. The Jordan 1 seems to be king. I think the Jordan 3 probably comes after that. 
but I think the Jordan 4 is a very, very close third or second, depending on where you lay. I happen to like the Jordan 4 most. But there is a Jordan 1 that's coming out this year that I happen to think is pretty fire. And it's really because it's the closest thing that we are or we have had or will get to the black and royal uh, Jordan 1s. And that's the Dark Marina Blues. If you've seen it online, you've seen that it looks eerily similar to that royal and black colorway that I talked about just a few seconds ago. Except that blue is a little bit different. It's not quite cobalt. It's not quite navy somewhere in between and if there's one thing that i have learned about this in sneakers is that they can take one color let's call it blue in this case and they can give you so many different hues of it so many different varieties of it in this particular case they're giving you that why am i looking forward to this shoe i mean it's a hot shoe anytime you have black on a jordan anytime you have black and blue on a jordan you're going to get a classic look it's going to be very versatile it's going to go with everything and that one really stands out to me another one that stands out to me is the Jordan 1 85. Now, this is the 85 cut. So if you want some information on the 85 cut, you probably want to go to like Rare Jordan's page, something like that, because I don't necessarily know all of the ins and outs and details of the 85 cut. What I do know is that it does differ a little bit. I think it's a little bit taller than your traditional Jordan 1 uh, OG cut. And this one is in the Georgetown colorway. Why does that matter? In the episode I did on Nike Dunks, I talked about the Be True to Your School collection that... Nike went on to try to get the dunk really, really popular in colleges. And of course, Georgetown is a huge college basketball you know, university, and the Georgetown colorways have been all over the map as far as Jordans, dunks, you name it. Obviously, there was the, the Georgetown dunks that came out this past year. I think they were dunk lows, not the SBs, but the regulars. And you're going to get the 85 cut in that classic Georgetown gray and navy blue. I think your mileage varies, or my violet mileage my mileage varies as it relates to that color scheme. It's not a school that I necessarily root for. It's a school that I make fun of, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, because if you want a little gambling tip from me, never trust Georgetown in the NCAA tournament. I move on. And then there's another Jordan 1 that's coming out that's obviously going to be very hyped. However, this is a great segue to sort of feature the first shoe on this channel. So this shoe right here, I have to ask you, what is wrong with this shoe right here? This, if you don't know, Travis Scott won low mocha, right? This is what came out initially when the first Travis Scott Jordan came out. The the Travis Scott OG high, the mocha, that is the most popular one. This, of course, is second. This is my favorite. The low top is my favorite. This one is a rep, but I'm not selling I'm not selling it as you should buy reps of this. I'm just saying that this particular pair, full transparency, is a rep. And for those of you who are on the podcasting world and you can't see this, my apologies, definitely check out the YouTube channel. You can find that in the description below. But this is one of my favorite shoes. It's a Jordan Low, so it's controversial that it's even something that you should like. But there's just something about this that's awesome. The colorway is great. The materials are great. Even the details. I'm not a huge Travis Scott guy, but it's great. And then, of course, they're going to come out with the reverse mochas. And I don't really understand this. And I kind of have to ask myself coming in, is Travis Scott getting a little bit watered down with some of these colorways? I liked the fragments. I said that in my sneaker of the year. The, the highs, not as much, but the lows, I think, are amazing. The mocha lows are amazing. The mocha highs are also amazing. Why do we need a reverse mocha? Why do we need white and, and mocha? I just don't understand it. They're going to sell out. I'm sure Travis Scott is going to weather the storm as it relates to all the Astro World stuff. And you know what? Good for him. He's a millionaire. He's going to sell shoes regardless. I just don't understand what the big hype is on this particular shoe. We already have 
the best version of the shoe, and it's right here. It's awesome. So the Jordan 2. The Jordan 2, in my mind, is probably one of the least liked of the earliest of Jordan models. Most people have never really even considered Jordan 2s because, in my opinion, and this is just a very you know generic opinion, but in my opinion, there is a lot of sneakerhead world today, probably more than 50%, who actually don't know the history, who maybe don't care about the history because all they really care about is having the shoes that everybody else has. I've noticed this, and it's not just young people. It's celebrities. It's a lot of people. All of a sudden now, you look around, and you see so many people who you never thought cared about sneakers. And I'm talking about your friends, friends of friends, people on Facebook, and all of a sudden they're wearing Dunks, all of a sudden they're wearing Jordans, and you just have to ask yourself, like, when did this happen? Because sneakers felt like it was for a select part of the community. People who understood the history, people who enjoyed the history, people who watched Jordan play, things of this nature. And now it's sort of bled out. And I just want to say this, I'm, this is sneaker love, so there's no hate at all. I'm not saying that you should hate on people who are like this. It's just an observation that I have made that there are more people in sneaker culture today who maybe didn't exist in sneaker culture, let's say even three years ago. I think the pandemic had a lot to do with this. And I think, of course, just being part of the cultural fabric all of a sudden now, because you see all these celebrities, you see all these musicians, and all of a sudden, hey, I want to get in on that because that's just the way that our society works. Now, the Jordan 2 has not been anywhere close to the conscious of sneaker sneaker culture at all, anywhere. The ones that I've mentioned before are the Kawhi 54s. Those are awesome. I think they came out in like maybe 2015, 2016, something like that. They're white, gold trim. They're really, really nice. Not necessarily easy to pull off in every single outfit that you have, but they're really, really nice. And the Jordan 2 is going to start to get some love. It started with Virgil, rest in peace Virgil, of course, and we're probably not going to see many Off-White releases this year. I don't know what Off-White is going to do after the uh, sudden passing of Virgil, but we'll figure it out. So Ama Manier, who had probably one of the best years in 2021, is going to follow that up with a Jordan 2. I trust this release for many reasons. First of all, I trust it because they had two very, very successful releases. Granted, more popular Jordan colorways, I understand that. But the Jordan 2 is going to get a lot of love because I think they're going to put the attention to detail, not just in the materials, not just in the makeup of the shoe, but the story behind the shoe. And I think you're going to appreciate that. And then, of course, there's Union. Now, Union had a very, very successful run as it related to the Jordan 1. I have a couple pairs of those downstairs. They obviously have the the Jordan 4, which is notable at this point. And they're going to venture into the Jordan 2. And I really like this because, again... They have proven that not only can they have successful bot-free releases, which means that we can get the shoes that we want at retail price, and it doesn't mean that you can guarantee to get it, that you're not guaranteed to get it, but what it means is that they are understanding the problem that the sneaker culture is facing today, and they're doing what they can to try to alleviate it, and you know they're going to put the attention to detail into it. They're going to tell the proper story. Now, I think what's going to happen with the Jordan 2 is these two releases are going to be highly successful, and I think it's going to catapult Nike and Jordan brand to go more into the retro catalog for Jordan 2s. I, for one, am very, very happy about this because I want to see the original Jordan 2 put back into the the pantheon, I guess, of Jordan sneakers because many people don't realize that we wouldn't have the Jordan 3 if not for what is considered the commercial failure and the Michael Jordan failure of the Jordan 2. But if you look at the Jordan 2 and you look at the Jordan 3, you'll actually see a few similarities. And if you look at the Virgil Jordan 2s, 
the off-white Jordan 2s, you'll actually see some similarities there because they're low tops, so they're a lot more similar to the Jordan 3. I know Batchfloss has talked about that a lot, so you can definitely go to him if you want a little bit more of his opinion on that. I just happen to agree with that opinion. The Jordan 3. The Jordan 3 is going to get a little bit of love, and it's going to get a little bit of love, and it's going to take a little bit of inspiration from the Amamanier 3, and that's the Jordan 3 canvas. Now, this one looks a little bit like the, the Amamanier 3, but not quite there yet. Now, what ends up happening a lot of times is in sneakers, we go through these phases. When Virgil started his you know deconstructed look, we saw many, many shoes take inspiration from that. And I think what's the saying that they always say, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. That generally tends to happen. These collaborators come in, they make a fire shoe. And then, of course, the larger brand, Jordan, Nike, whoever it is, is going to try and come in and essentially duplicate that commercial success. So they're going to put out something that looks somewhat like it so that people like me who missed out on that release are going to try to go get it because it's somewhat close enough. So that one's kind of there too. Then there's the Jordan 3, what's called the desert colorway. Folks, it looks very, very similar to a Black Cement 3. So if you don't have a pair of Black Cement 3s, I thankfully have one downstairs. This is your chance to get something that looks somewhat like it. Looking at it, it looks like a aged Black Cement 3. And that's kind of where we are. That canvas, that Ama Manier look, it's luxury, but it also looks a little bit aged with the aged outsole. We're seeing that a lot now. The Jordan 4 is really where I feel like Jordan brand is putting a lot of money and resources. And in a lot of really, really good ways. So the Thunder and Lightning pair from I think like 2012 or something like that, they just re-released the lightnings which was a great great release that was actually in my best one of my best releases of the year the thunder on the other hand has not re-released now that one is just black with yellow accents it's a straight up jordan 4 it's basically as if they made the black cat fours but they have yellow accents and i've said that those two combined if you look at the cool gray the cool gray is almost like a reverse of the lightnings in a way now they're coming out with the red thunder which is essentially the same thunder, just with red accents. And honestly, it's very, very simple. It's very, very clean, but it's classic. It's a classic Jordan 4, and I absolutely love that. Then, of course, there's the Infrared 23. Now, I really, really am intrigued in this one because I don't know if you all remember. I think it was, again, like in 2012, 2013, Nike came out with the Fear Pack. And the Jordan 4 Fear, which was, again, it was very subtle. It's very simple in its design, but very, very effective with that gray toe cap uh, suede with the black. It kind of like had a gradient to it. Now, I'm not usually a huge fan of gradients, but I happen to like that one. This shoe looks very, very similar just with infrared accents on the winglets and so forth. And so I think that's going to be a really, really fire shoe. That might be one that obviously is going to sell out. Now, all these are going to sell out. Don't get me wrong. But that might be one that ends up catching fire, kind of like the Topazes. Everybody seems to be into the Topazes. They really, really like those. That's one, not not the Union Topazes, but the regular Topazes. That one really, really caught on, similar to the Mocha Jordan ones. That one's going to catch on. I think the Infrared 23 is definitely going to be a hit. And I think we're going to see it be very popular on the rep market, just because I think it's so close to that one. It's got those colors everybody likes. It pops a little bit, and I really think that's awesome. The Jordan 4 canvas, which goes with that Jordan 3 canvas, this one is not meant to mimic the Amon Manier release of the Jordan 3. This one, in my mind, looks more akin to the Levi, the white Levi Jordan 4 from, you know, a handful of years ago. And I think this one is very, very close to that. I think this one is going to sell really, really well. I think it's a great look. I mean, it's not quite white. It's 
a little bit sale, but it again has that look to the Levi, you know, Jordan 4. I think it's going to be popular for that reason. So this is again Nike and Jordan kind of pulling back from the history to give you something that looks similar. And then of course there's the military black. Now, your mileage may vary on this one. I loved the military fours. Unfortunately, they haven't released those in a long enough time for me to have gained a pair that's wearable. Some people can wear shoes that are five plus years old. At my body weight, my body type, it's not something that I try to do because I don't get as much mileage out of the shoes as I would like. But the military black, it's just white with black accents, but it just looks so clean and so crisp. And in the summertime, when you need a white pair of shoes, that's really going to dominate. So I like that one. The Jordan 4 Olive is another one. I think it was in the spring collection or it might even be fall. I can't remember. That one's going to be really hot. That one's kind of close to like the Travis Scott 4s, that friends and family olive pack. And again, you're seeing a theme here in 2022. Nike and Jordan brand are trying to sort of pull back from the history of Jordan brand of big time collaborations that even didn't hit the market, such as that Travis Scott friends and family. And they're trying to give it to the masses in something that's close enough. And all these are going to sell. The Jordan 6 is something we see a lot of releases every year, somewhat, I guess. But we don't see anything that is super, super hyped to the point of the Travis Scott 6s. I think last year we had the British khakis. I actually kind of like those. Again, they're not quite versatile enough for me. And my body type and my body shape doesn't necessarily lend itself to Jordan 6s looking good. But the Jordan 6 UNC is going to be really popular. Anytime you put UNC on any type of shoe, any Jordan shoe, it's going to sell. And 6s with white and a little bit of that UNC blue, it's going to be fire. So that one... I think is going to be really good, and I'm actually kind of excited for it. It might be my chance to try sixes again. In December, of course, we're going to get a Jordan 11 release. At this point, we don't know what it is. This time last year, the Cool Grays were rumored. I hope it's the Legend Blue because I'll be all in on it. I really, really liked the Cool Gray 11s when I got them in. I was surprised by the quality, and I'm all in on the Jordan 11 uh, Legend Blues because, man, they are so clean, so crisp. And maybe that's my theme here is I seem to be really big into clean and crisp shoes. And then there's a Jordan 12 playoff. So I'm not a Jordan 12 guy, but these Jordans happen to have a huge part in Jordan history. It still existed at the time that Jordan was wearing his own shoes playing basketball, and it was probably his most dominant run. So you're going to see these fly off the shelves, of course. Those are all the Jordans that I saw. Are there any that you saw? Let me know in the comments. Uh, Reach out on Instagram, of course. Reach out an email, mattysmedia at gmail.com. I'm always willing to hear I'd love to hear. And of course, Twitter, if you have any comments there, it's at Matty S Media as well. That's the handle. So Yeezy brand. I think in my sneaker of the year video, or not video, excuse me, podcast, I think I said that Yeezy's new models were not inspiring to me. And that perhaps I'm not the intended audience for new Yeezy models. Like I think it was the 450s, the knit runners, just not my thing. However, I understand the whole point of making a brand larger, actually evolving something and evolving a brand is taking risks. And as a music lover, I should have already known this because I usually make this argument a lot when a band that gets very, very popular on a very specific sound gets panned when they start to deviate from that sound. Linkin Park is a great example. And again, I don't know if you like Linkin Park, what your mileage is on that. That's just a band that in my mind kind of fits that mold. They got big on the new metal sound, They got away from the new metal sound and tried to be musicians, evolve as musicians, because as they got older, their musical taste changes, their artistic change, their artistic styles and artistic wants and needs change. And that's kind of the way that it works with Yeezy. I understand that. 
But just because it's not for me doesn't mean that it's not anticipated. But in this particular forum, I'm only going to talk about the ones that interest me. In my mind, this this is just me now. I think the biggest release that I'm looking forward to this year is the restock of the Yeezy 700 V2 Statics. I've been wanting to get a pair of these for a long time. They're super expensive. And until I got the Wave Runners, which I'm wearing right now, by the way, I wear these all the time. They're almost beat. So this is why this release is so exciting, because I'm going to finally get another pair of beaters, essentially. But the static just looks so awesome. Dad shoe, chunky, and it's plain. It's white and grays and silvers. But somehow, it all works. And I can't wait to try and get a pair of these. They retail for a very, very expensive price, but I think it's totally worth it. Then there's the 300 350 V2 Dazzling Blue, it's called. Why is this one cool? Well, this one kind of harkens back a little bit to the breads, the Oreos, the coppers, the really, really early V2s that were just black with one color down there. That's what you're going to get here. It looks eerily similar, actually, to the Dark Marina Blue Jordan 1s that I talked about, not necessarily in shape of the silhouette, but the color scheme looks very, very similar. And then there's the 350 V2 Cotton White. You really can't go wrong with an all-white Yeezy 350 I have a pair of the statics down there. So if you haven't had the chance to pick up an all-white Yeezy 350, this is your chance. Now, rounding out the sneakers that I'm looking forward to this year, the first one that's a non-Jordan, non-Yeezy release is actually the Air Penny one. They're actually retroing the shoe, which is awesome. Big shout-out to my friend Matt Humphreys. If you haven't heard him, listen to my podcast, Drippin' Sports. You can hear him on there. Talk about the NBA 75 back when that released. Huge Orlando Magic fan, huge NBA fan, And I know he's looking forward to these, and I'm going to try to get them for him because I think they are a classic retro basketball sneaker that were after a very, very classic player who just unfortunately never had the kind of career that I think we all thought that he would. I'm not a huge Air Max 97 guy, but the Silver Bullets obviously have a huge piece of history in the Air Max 97 history books and their lineage. And so a lot of people are looking to finally get their hands on those. I see this release very, very similarly to the Air Max 90 Bacon from last year. Again, that was one of my favorite releases of last year. And while I will not be going out for these, I know that a lot of people will. Here's one that I'm really looking forward to. Any New Balance 550 colorway. Any. Doesn't have to be a hyped one. Doesn't have to be a collaboration. I just want them to restock the damn things. I'll be all in on those because those are a great summer shoe. They're just classic retro. There's something about them. I'm going to try to get my hands on a pair. So if you know anybody who, who has a pair or you know how to get a pair, let me know. Let me know in the comments what you're looking forward to there. As far as dunks, I'm a huge dunk low guy, as you know. I'm a huge SB dunk guy. The St. Patrick's Day dunk lows, I'm really looking forward to for a couple of reasons. On a personal level, my Irish heritage, of course, wants to have these. And then, of course, paying homage to my mom, who was a huge fan of her Irish heritage. She was a huge fan of St. Patrick's Day. And I know that having those and wearing those would make her proud. So I want to get a pair of those. I love the green color. They're, They're flashy, but they're not too flashy. Like that green stands out little bit of the gold accents and it just feels like a festive shoe and I could probably wear that with more things than just on St. Patrick's Day and that's kind of what I'm banking on. There's the League of Legends Dunk Lows which I've seen replicas of those already. I think those are supposed to release in 2021. They never did and now they're going to release this year hopefully. Those are great. I will say this though they look very very similar. Maybe it's just because the swoosh looks very similar to like the Blue Lobsters or any of the, uh, the lobster uh, colorways that they have out there it doesn't matter what color that kind of swoosh the cut of the swoosh is a little bit thicker has that sheen to it 
I, it just reminds me of that, but I think it's a really, really nice shoe. So if you don't have a pair of the Blue Lobsters, I happen to have a replica pair downstairs because it's almost impossible to get a pair of those, at least a pair that's wearable, but I just love them so much that I'm willing to, to fork over for one of those. So League of Legends Dunks, I think, kind of scratch that itch a little bit. And then, of course, the biggest dunk of the year probably is the three colorways of the Union Dunk Low. So these are going to be somewhat controversial. When I saw them, it looks like they are just all ripstop around them. However, if you are looking carefully, I think what they are trying to do is make a shoe that has almost intended flaws on it, which is hysterical because for many people in the replica sneaker market, the most minute of flaws are something that steers them away from buying a particular shoe or you know, greenlighting a particular shoe. And yet here's Union, I think, trying to play into this a little bit trying to play into the Nike QC issues where you see so many things like this, loose threads, messy stitching, things of this nature. And I think they're making it a design element, which is going to make it almost impossible to authenticate. So be careful out there if you are tr- if you are spending your money in places that are not StockX or GOAT or somebody that you trust, because there's going to be a lot of replicas out there because anything Union is going to be ridiculously hyped. And they're going to be difficult to to authenticate. So the replica markets are going to make really, really good ones. So just be very, very careful when you're out there. Those are the shoes that I see this year. I don't know what you look forward to or how you sort of you know prioritize your year. But I know that I can't have every single shoe. I know that I will not be able to get a vast majority, if not all of the shoes that I talked about already. But I'm going to damn well try. And I've said this all the time. I don't care whether you are somebody who can buy replicas and wear them, somebody who is all retail, all authentic. It doesn't really matter to me. What matters, and this is the theme for the rest of the year for me, is that we show love to each other. And we show love in the terms of the fact that we all love sneakers. Sneakers are wonderful. If you know people who are able to get their hands on the shoes that they want, God bless them. Seriously, God bless them. If you know people like me who have a mixed bag collection where I have half retails, a little bit more half retails and some replicas because you just want to have shoes because you personally don't see the need to pay thousands of dollars for a shoe, then bless you too. We're all in this together. We're all in this for the love of sneakers. And that's the tone that I want to set for this year in this first video. I wanted to go over the shoes, in my opinion, that I'm hoping to love for the rest of this year. So again... Tell me what you're looking forward to, which releases you're looking forward to. Hit some love in the comment section. Hit like, hit subscribe on this channel. Not only will you get this particular video version of Sneaker Love with Matty Ice, but you'll also get audio versions in video form of all the other podcasts that I do and that I support here, including Political Football, which is a football podcast that I do. Of course, you can hit up Drippin' Sports. I've already mentioned that one. However, I'm looking to kind of expand my horizons a little bit and make all of the podcasts at least once a week a video form. So I'm happy to be back video with you. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate the love that you send for me, and I will talk to you next week. Peace. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Sneaker Love with Matty Ice are those of Matty Ice and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. The Matty Ice Media Network does not condone the purchase or sale of any counterfeit goods. Sneaker Love with Matty Ice is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.